knew the uh, leave to appeal was uh, going to come. The aspects of the law which have been put here specifically speak to two presidents and having two presidents in power. Having sort of analyzed the grounds for the leave to appeal, what do you make of them? Well, the the grounds for leave to appeal have to meet the following test, that there's reasonable prospects of success upon appeal, and secondly, that um, another court could find differently on these facts. Right, so it's a reasonable disagreement that's possible between two courts. Now, on the facts of this case, um, unfortunately, I think that the High Court laid out a very compelling argument in its judgment, which would probably lead one to think that there aren't really reasonable prospects of success um, that that would be demonstrated by the president for the appeal to be granted. Now, that doesn't, of course, mean that the appeal cannot ever be granted. Um, This is still a judgment call, and maybe the High Court might think that a case of this nature that's so high-profile involving the president may still justify an appeal in any instance. Um, And so we might still find that the appeal may be granted. Interesting precedent, uh, which I don't know, it's probably not a precedent, you'd know this, of course, was the the ruling yesterday about the abuse of the judicial system in this regard. Like you said, you you said this was pretty clear in what the the findings made against the NPA appointment. So is this the kind of thing which might come into consideration from the High Court in considering this appeal? Well, certainly you see that the court, I think, is at its wit's end, um, with the continuing legal dramas surrounding the president. Um, This is most evident by the fact that the High Court actually found that um, the president ought to pay costs from his own pocket. Now, that's an extraordinary move, um, and that does demonstrate the court's displeasure, I think, with the fact that this legal drama surrounding the corruption charges against the president has entirely dogged the duration of his presidency. How different is uh, the president's uh, leave to appeal and uh, anything put through by the NPA, which has also, you know, said it's going to appeal this one? I, I, uh, what is the difference here in terms of the, the way they will tackle this appeal? Uh, the difference between the NPA versus the president? Yes, exactly. All right. Um, so for the president, because he's, of course, personally implicated, this is a judgment about his ability to make a decision at all. Um, the argument is that there is a conflict of interest um, on his part, and so he cannot make this decision. Um, whereas for the NPA, they have to take a different um, approach or strategy, which is that um, the substance of the decision was still correct. So that Nkasane, by no means, um, ought to have been kept by the president, that there were sufficient grounds to dismiss him, um, and also that um, his, pre- his successor, Sean Abrams, is a fit and proper person. So on the substance of the issue, the NPA would have to argue that this was still a lawful decision, whereas for um, the president, he has to argue that he isn't conflicted and can make the decision. Again, a lot of the arguments, I think, in the state's capture matter, you know, Drew, obviously, we, we ultimately end up coming back to the Constitution. 
And it's a matter of interpretation. And clearly yesterday the the court said, listen, yes, while this is constitutionally correct, it's over, you know, it's the – you've got the right legal phrase here, but another aspect of the constitution makes it more important that we consider that. In terms of the argument here that the president is saying that the court erred constitutionally in saying it's permissible to have two presidents in the country, what are the parts of the constitution which talk to those presidential powers and how strong is that argument? Well, I'm not sure that the judgment is saying that there ought to be two presidents. I think what it is saying is that um, the Constitution does provide for instances when if the president cannot perform a particular presidential function for whatever reason, then that particular function would fall naturally to the deputy president. Um, And this is why we have, in fact, a deputy president. Um, And so this is the problem that we are facing right now, since the court has found that uh, Mr. Zuma is conflicted um, or there's a conflict of interest, and so he cannot perform what is, in fact, his constitutional function, that is, the appointment of an NPA boss, then that power must naturally fall to the deputy president. Now, whether or not that is a logical conclusion per se, um, considering the nature of the power, that is, the power to appoint an NPA boss, that is a complex problem, but I think that the court um, has tried to tackle that. Mm. Yeah, in terms of uh, two presidents, that's actually a, a, a phrase I've taken from the papers I understand which have been filed. So in other words, uh, the lawyers yes, for yes, President yes, Zuma yes. are saying that they're introducing the, the fact that there's two presidents. These, yes, yes. All these cases have... I'm have, sure it's a rhetorical move on yeah, their part. Well, well, of course. All these cases have, have kind of highlighted how the separation of powers is in the spotlight. And at the moment, it seems as if we are able to seek those separation of powers, but there have been those blurry lines. In terms of the way the Constitution and the law has been tested in these particular cases, I mean, is this positive for our Constitution and our legislation that we are confronting these matters? Well, I think in the long run, it will pose some very interesting and dangerous questions about exactly what the extent of judicial review ought to be. However, um, what is comforting is also because these facts are actually quite extraordinary. Um, To have a president facing this number of corruption charges um, and to have a president having to make this particular kind of decision that is potentially appointing the person who would have to investigate the basis of 700 charges might mean that for future cases, this is very unlikely to be repeated again. That is these facts. And so we might never have to necessarily confront a similar problem. Um, but the issue will be, of course, that lawyers are opportunistic. And so if you make 